Hi, my name is Elizabeth. And I'm Sabrina. And this is the Based Based on Podcast. Why did you say that? I don't know. Can you just let me be funny? I thought it was cute. I just never heard you use that accent before. You have like a slew of accents that I'm like, not a slew, but like, you know, three. Well, I'm never using any of them on this podcast. So (laughs) everyone is missing out. Yes. I'm hilarious, everyone. That's what she's trying to say. You know, and I was going to open with being like, Sabrina, I feel like it's been a really long time since you gave me a compliment. But we got that out of the way. So congratulations. I feel like I give you like 5,000 each episode. I know, but I need like 5,000 every hour to two hours. I'll start just cutting them all. So you don't get any like public compliments from me anymore. (sighs) My life is so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Having to deal with my hostility. How is anyone going to know I'm hot if you just cut it out of every episode? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So whatever, dude, if you're not going to tell me I'm hot, let's go ahead. Did you have something you wanted to say? Um, I don't think I have any updates at all. Oh, all right. Matt Rife. You know Matt how, I was, Rife. how I was complaining about the tickets? Yeah. Well, I'm dumb, and he was doing a slow release. <laughs> and so the release was only for the VIP tickets. And so he's been doing, like, section releases, I don't know, daily. But it doesn't matter because I keep getting booted, and I still can't get freaking tickets to Matt Rife. And there was this girl in Storm's class this morning who was on his like website trying to get tickets and I was like have you had any luck and she was like no absolutely not and I was like great now I don't feel so hostile <laughs> because I'm also witnessing your frustration about this all the I bitches just... want to go see Matt Rife <sighs> Rupert actually really wanted to go no, see I know. Too. like I said all the bitches I mean yeah all the bitches yeah <laughs> I'm just Rupert kidding. being in that category I also would go see Matt Rife but if he didn't fall in love with me while I was in the audience, like I've seen him do with other people, yeah. then my feelings would be too hurt to ever go again. I just watched a TikTok of him. With the MILF? No, with, oh, I, that's um, my favorite one. <laughs> with an emo goth girl, uh-huh. and he was not a fan of her. Well, I'm not an emo goth girl. Yeah, but you have hair. That's oh, like, like, yeah, <laughs> I can see where that's a major turn off. You have the darker hair and the purple in it. You could be mistaken for an emo goth girl. I literally would... Do you not pay attention to my clothes when I show up here? Like, I'm in full summer. I have two aesthetics, okay? You were my literally winter... in Naruto stuff last recording episode. Well, that's episode. different when I'm sitting here in front of you. I'm wearing a Kiss shirt right now, too. What I'm saying is I have two different aesthetics. One for winter, one for summer. What's the difference between winter okay, and summer, Okay, my winter though? fall aesthetic is goth girl. Like, little emo girl with all black and, like, whatever. Yeah. Now we're in summer. If you would pay attention to me when I walk in your front door after I get off of work, I'm wearing beautiful floral dresses. Is that dresses. before or after I scream because I don't expect you to be on the other <laughs> side of the door? All of the above. Yeah. And then I'm like a cute hottie McHottie in the summer. I'm tan. That's a whole new personality. You don't have a choice but to be a goth girl when you're as white as I am. Okay, but... Uh, the show is in October for the one that we would be going ah, to. That's right on the border. That's October's full on spooky season. That yeah. is like full on goth girl. Okay, well, I, you know what? If Rock. You would change yourself for Matt Rife? No, I would not change myself for Matt Rife. I think he just doesn't understand what how goth girls throw down and he's missing out. <laughs> so, Matt Rife, I know you're listening. Please just give me tickets. He's definitely not listening to us, but whatever. If he um, were listening. You don't listening, know he could be. 
He's traveling. He could well, be one of those. Well, we know who's new- not listening, which is Michigan. <laughs> Michigan. I just want to say you wanna- thanks for listening to Wrong. us because you're like the top <laughs> two state. This was your. Uh, I was opening a win- like a window of opportunity for you to apologize for slandering them a few I episodes back. Thank you. Is that not apology enough? Thank you for listening to us. It's literally not an apology. <laughs> but whatever. Who am I to tell you what to do? <laughs> anyway, want to talk about a movie? Yeah, I do. Well, you're kind of like my partial boss, so you could tell me to apologize if you wanted to. It would be whether or not I actually truly listened to you. No. I'm not a partial boss. That's not how this works. Well, it's like 50-50. I'm partial boss. You're partial you're boss. You're not even close to being my boss. We are just... We, like, boss our mics around. What? I don't know what's happening. Please stop. Please just talk about why we came here. Okay, so today we're going to talk about dark water. It's disgusting. <laughs> well, and by talk about it, I mean I'm going to talk about, like, three things that happen in that movie, and then that's it. Because this movie is very loosely... You should clarify what... Okay. Do you know the year of this movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to clarify. Because it's hard to... It know. is hard to... Yeah, because they're actually... Bo- well, so one... I'm not doing this. I'm sorry. Oh, did you want it? Do you want to take over? Do you want me to take Do you want me to rotate my laptop so you can read my notes? I can just do it from memory. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Okay, so... <laughs> My entire mind has been blown. <laughs> All right. I do need to throw you off. Sorry, I was just trying to help. Everybody, you, today is the day that you can fire me. Do you want to be fired? It's just, it's totally fine. <laughs> okay. Um. So, the movie I'm going to cover today is Dark Water. And it was originally done in Japan as a Japanese film. And that was released in 2002. And the American version was released in 2005, and which was just a remake of the mm-hmm. exact Japanese movie. Japanese film is actually based on a short story called Floating Water, written by Koji Suzuki's. And hopefully I'm saying that correctly, but it's spelled like a Suzuki. Okay. So I trust you. Yeah. <laughs> so don't make us look dumb. Well, I've already done that. <laughs> no, you're fine. And then, um, okay, it's rated PG-13. It's considered a mystery, thriller, and horror. Any commentary? Listen, here's what I I told myself on the way over that no one is interested in hearing me continue to talk about how much I hate scary (laughs) And I hated every second of this movie. I, I, whatever. I'm broadening my horizons, so... We're trying on optimism. Okay, well, to be fair, you're also broadening my horizons, because I would have never watched half the movies <laughs> that you have made yeah, me watch. dude, I hate creepy kids so much, and she sings in that movie, which gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Teddy also is a singer. Like, he also likes to sing, and he makes up songs, and I hate it. Well, he's, like, he's very sadly, like, slowly growing out of his baby voice, though, I've no, noticed. No, no, I know. I just hate kids singing. It's creepy. Your daughter does not stop singing. I know. It's just different when they're my own kids, so... Because there's no scary context, but then you're watching these movies that are scary, and these kids are being creepy, and you know they're singing because they're creepy. <laughs> it's just a mix of weird, weird feelings. They're probably demons. Uh, and then it makes you think about, are 
are my kids creepy? <laughs> Teddy also has imaginary friends. Uh, do you know about Stinky? Ted's I do imaginary know about friend? Stinky, yeah. And how her mom died in a fire. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. my kid is creepy in his own way, so. I just try to ignore Stinky because they don't <laughs> exist when I'm around, and I'd like to keep it that oh, way. I'm sure way worse things that you carry around scare them off. <laughs> They're like, oh no, she's back. Nope, we're leaving. Bye. We'll see you later, Ted. We'll hang out at bedtime. Yeah. The worst scary movies are the ones with little kids. Anyway, hated it so much. But anyway, so much for not talking about that. Please continue. (laughs) This is also the first movie I've seen listed as a thriller and a horror, so. Nobody knows anything. We surely don't. By nobody, I definitely meant us. (laughs) We are nobody. You can watch this movie. You have to rent or buy it. It's not free anywhere. On Vudu, Amazon Prime, and Apple TV. As a tomato meter score of 47% and an audience score of 28%. Agree. It's rated PG-13 for terror and disturbing images. I don't really have any trigger warnings for like today's episode other than someone dies. Lots of people die. What? <laughs> Sabrina's telling a story where someone dies? Yeah. Oh, imagine that. There's also mention of paranormal in this episode. Uh, so we're going to need to have to, like, sage the podcast you have room. saged your whole existence, Sabrina, like a long time ago. <laughs> I'm just going to walk around with sage burning in, Please on do. my neck or something. The movie I'm covering today, I don't... I'm pretty sure I said it, but if I didn't, Dark you Water, did I did it. Okay. Doing my job. So Dahlia, played by Jennifer Connelly. Once Conley. Conley? Isn't it Conley? That was Connelly. How is it spelled? C-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y. Connelly. Connelly. I don't know. I'm just picking fights, I guess. That's fine. I do like her. I Wait. really like the name Dahlia. I like all the names in these, this movie. That's the only redeeming quality this movie had. I like the name Cecilia... And I like the name Dahlia. That's the name of my van is Cecilia. I call her CC for short. From Weeds. Yeah. I imagine. This is now a Weeds podcast. <laughs> it's always been a Weeds podcast. <laughs> Dahlia, played by Jennifer Connelly, wants to move away from her ex-husband Kyle, played by Dougree Scott, and take her daughter Cece, played by Ariel Gade, with her relocating to a dreary top tower block. Dahlia and Cece discover eerie dark water leaking through the ceiling of their new apartment. Okay, so Dahlia petitions the supervisor who's played by Pete Postlewaite, and the building's owner, John C. Riley, to fix the leak. Again, it only gets worse. Now having nightmares about the dripping, Dahlia is driven to confront the problem herself. This movie is really hard to watch when you're not watching it. <laughs> I just want to let everyone know that. If you're a person who doesn't watch the movie and you close your eyes, it's really hard to know when she's dreaming and when she's not. <laughs> okay, so um, the reason I picked this movie, because I was going to do an entirely different movie, But I picked this movie because I was, of course, scrolling through TikTok. And for whatever reason, my For You page was everything like Cecil Hotel. And I came across one that was talking about like events that had recently happened. And it's this guy that lives across from the Cecil Hotel. Mm -hmm. And he has video of him like in previous TikToks, like video of him like talking people back off the ledge from like trying to jump. But then like when he did that, the person was just like, oh, we're just recording something. And then like got out of the window. But he like searched the Internet and everything and couldn't find the video that they were supposedly recording for social media apparently well, maybe they didn't post it i don't know it was it was one of his tiktoks he talked about it but he just recently i think it was like a couple of days ago posted one where he's recording 
like all the fire department and all the police and the ambulances showing up or whatever at the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. And while he's recording it, you hear a guy like screaming in the background and then it just stops. Interesting. And like no one knows what the screaming was or anything. That's weird. I thought the Cecil Hotel was rebranding to not be so scary. Yeah, well, it does rebrand. We'll talk about that a little bit too. But so. Do you talk about Aaron Hernandez? I don't know who that is. The Night Stalker? Rodriguez. Ramirez. Rodriguez. Something. Yeah, I do talk about him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, what did I say? And her. her- Hernandez? I think you said Hernandez. Oh, okay. I was just getting people confused. That's the football Or Rodriguez. Guy. I think you said Rodriguez. Whatever. I'm getting names confused today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's because we, like, we just vegged on the bed for a while. That's true. I almost fell asleep on your bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, he was talking about how someone had recently jumped from the window, and a girl four days ago named Natalie was found dead in her apartment. She was murdered, and she was on the 11th floor of the apartment. I couldn't find anything about either of those situations but he has like TikToks showing people pulling up and like all of his neighbors talking about it and like gathering on the rooftop to watch type of thing so i mean i wouldn't be surprised yeah this is creepy (laughs) so naturally i changed my movie because i wanted to cover the cecil hotel arguably like this movie is not a direct translation of the the it's not really murder the disappearance that i'm covering today you'll also notice like elizabeth noticed (laughs) That the movies, both movies do come out before this disappearance happens, but there are a lot of similarities between the two. Yeah, I think that's fun to have like, it, it just splits things up. It gives something interesting where it's like creepy that this movie has so much similarity to similarity yeah. to something real that like does happen down the road. Yeah. Well, and like you could also argue that like, I mean, I'm not going to talk about them, but there are a lot of like paranormal things that are happening at the Cecil Hotel that could arguably translate oh, no, for from sure. the movie as I'm well. I'm just saying that like, whatever, everyone's here for a good time. No one's here because they really <laughs> truly need the movie to be an exact replica of the real story. That's fair. So I doubt anybody's going to nitpick. It's more creepy probably that that movie happened and then something almost just like that yeah. happens later on with no real context. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It gives me the creeps. I'm just glad that you pointed that out because I did not catch that at all. Oh, oh yeah. Because these, what the disappearance I'm about to talk about happened happen, happen. Happen in 2013 and the movie was don't released. You cut that. And you always trick me. And I was trying to be nice to you. I, I'm sorry. We need to have a beef for just one second because <laughs> we cut our argument about actors earlier. I have a beef with you over the fact that whenever we are doing an episode where I'm the one talking, if I say something weird and mispronounce it, you immediately call it out and make a joke about it and laugh about it. So it is so hard to cut because then nothing makes sense for like five minutes after. So you know what? I hate you. And now I'm going to make fun of you for saying something weird. This is payback from our entire childhood. Whatever. At least I can say ambulance. (laughs) I was going to say, how many times have you tried to get me to say ambulance on this podcast? There's one episode that I did say it correctly without pausing. Not sure you said it wrong. Did I? That it's I did fine. It right. I will cut it. I'm just letting you know. I hate your guts. Please continue. <laughs> One day we're gonna have an episode where we don't beef at all. That is and wrong. Everyone is going <laughs> to be so wrong. concerned about our mental health. I was gonna say no one expects to turn this podcast on and us not get into at least one argument. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad we aren't those friends that like each other. Yeah. Oh well. 
Please continue. Well, at least I love you more than I like you, right? That's fair. Yeah. I did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get on with it. Let's talk about the creepy stuff and get it over with before it's dark. Was that your ploy to like? I ho- I'm hoping I to interrupt you enough to, to like distract you away from talking about creepy stuff. <laughs> but now I'm realizing that plan is going to backfire because it will be dark by the time we're talking about the creepy yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're just setting yourself up okay, for failure at I'm this done. point. I said move on. Why don't you listen to me? <laughs> I'm helping you. I'm your half boss. I'm helping you. <laughs> I thought it didn't work that way. I'm only moving on because I'm choosing to move on. Sure. Not because you okay. told me yeah. to move sure, on. Sure, Dan. Move on. Okay. We have to know where your place was to move on. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay. So after all this build up, I'm going to be talking to you about the death of Eliza Lamb. She was a 21-year-old Canadian student who disappeared on January 31st, 2013, and was reported missing by her parents on February 1st of 2013. I was about to say, do you know a lot about this? Obviously you do, because you did your whole episode on it. Well, and I've also like heard um, other podcast episodes about it, and I didn't realize I had heard episodes about it until I was doing this, because I had no, like I mm. suck at names, so I was like, yeah, who I also is this heard person? Quite a few, uh, episodes on podcasts about this which is why i was asking you and then i realized that's only in the context when i do an episode so it doesn't make any sense well to be fair i could just not know anything about it still fair. which is probably legitimate because i have Don't sucky memory it's fine that's what i live to do though <laughs> okay so she disappeared january 31st of 20 in 2013 and was reported missing by her parents on February 1st of 2013. And she is said to have died on February 1st, but her body wasn't discovered until February 19th. Hmm, I have theories. Hmm? I have theories. I believe that you do. Yeah, I didn't write them down, but I do have them. So hopefully I still <laughs> remember to say that. Okay. I was going to say, I'm surprised you don't have like a whole page of the conspiracy theories around this. Oh, yeah. In your notes. You're surprised. Cool. Oh, so you do? Oh, yeah. Did I just misunderstand what you were saying? No, I do have like a oh, lot okay, of... okay, okay. Yeah, no. But I can build upon one oh, specifically that okay. I'm really excited about. Well, then let's go. Yeah. Okay. So Eliza was a student at the University of British Columbia in Canada. She arrived in the city by Amtrak, which is train. <laughs> I was about to say, do you know what Amtrak is? Because that was a question mark. <laughs> I did it. Now I do. <laughs> I thought, so I thought Amtrak, because it's not going to (laughs) help. Okay. Explaining it doesn't help. But to be fair, Amtrak does do like train vacations. Yeah. And I thought it was like a vacation company. Okay. Not like a train company. Sure. Anyways. All right. Do you feel better? Yeah, I do. I defended myself whether everyone else thinks that or not is the question. Okay. She was coming from San Diego and she was on like a solo trip along the West Coast and she arrived on January 26th of 2013 by train. Amtrak train. Amtrak train. Her intended final destination was Santa Cruz and at the time of her death she was staying in a hostel called Stay on Main. And I know earlier I mentioned this episode was going to be about the Cecil Hotel and it is because the Cecil Hotel was converted. Half of its floors were converted to a hostel called Stay on Main in an attempt to mm-hmm. remarket itself to travelers. And they kept the other half the Cecil Hotel because they had long-term residents on those floors already. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And the two properties had different lobbies and entrances, but they did share the same elevators. But both properties have been clo- like quote-unquote closed because of the pandemic, but the building is still serving as a low-income housing and it's operated by the Skid Row Housing Trust. Yikes. Yeah. 
and it's actually really close to Skid Row. I don't know why I just said yikes. Oh, I, I, I only heard Skid Row and I was like, ooh. <laughs> so I don't really know a lot about Skid Row. Like I know that it's like a bad location. Like yeah. it's not safe. And I know that they do have needle exchanges very close to Skid Row. What? Needle exchanges. Oh, needle. I thought you said yeah. NATO. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> no, needle exchanges. Yeah. But that's like, that's the extent. Well, I mean, they have needle exchanges in a lot of places. Well, yeah, no, I know that. But like specifically Skid Row was one of the gotcha. most important places where they put needle exchanges. So on January 31st, while she was staying at the Stay on Main, I'm just going to stop saying Stay on Main and say the Cecil Hotel because it's okay. the exact same location. And she had moved from a shared room to a private room because she was being really disruptive to the other people she was sharing her room with, and they complained of her odd behavior enough that she was moved. Yeah. And she had also been escorted out of a television taping earlier that week because of her behavior as well. I don't know, like, what television taping it was, so maybe she was, like, going to a taping of a show or something mm -hmm. or, you know, one of the game shows, who knows. But I should remind you that this is set up as... The stay on main portion of the Cecil Hotel is set up as a hostel. You would normally share rooms with people. So if you remember, on February 1st is when she was reported missing by her parents. And that was actually the day that she was supposed to check out of her room. She never checked out of her room. Mm. Employees found all of Lamb's things left behind in her room. And this included all of her luggage, identification, and medication as well. So they called the police. A search party of police and police dogs went and checked all the downtown streets and the hotel halls and nothing was found. And they didn't pick up a scent or anything. They tried. Poor dogs. I know. And because of this and having like a missing person, they decided to release a four minute elevator video of Lamb on February 14th. And that was just in hopes of someone identifying her or recognizing her. Is it that creepy her. one? It is that creepy one. Uh, I and hate it. That thing gives me the creeps. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But the internet and media like went crazy with this. Obviously, you already know what it is. But there was CCTV footage, which has millions of views, I should add, um, that shows Lamb acting incredibly erratic, showing her jumping in and out of the elevator, seemingly to be hiding from someone. And a lot of online theories suggest everything from alien abduction to ghosts and being the like source of her actions type of thing i'm not going to touch on the alien abduction no it made no sense but like, to me what about the whole thing about how she was doing one of those popular yeah i'm about to tell you oh, okay, all okay, about okay. that cool one... love that for me <laughs> okay so one of the main theories that popped up on the internet was that she was playing something called the elevator game mm. yeah I, okay, so uh, what is that show? Evil. Okay. So there's a show called Evil that I absolutely love. And there's an episode of them playing the elevator game. God, because why the little, would you ever? The little girls that she has in the show came what? across it. Yeah, yeah. So they, they got a case. So the premise of the show is like there's this priest and he's in charge of like the paranormal stuff that's brought to the Catholic Church and they have to debunk it or whatever. And that's what their team is for. Well, there someone came. I'm pretty sure it was about the Cecil Hotel specifically, but someone was talking about the elevator game the Cecil Hotel and so the little girls told the mom about the elevator game because she was like do you guys know what this game is and they did and then the mom goes and plays the elevator game oh my god and I'm pretty sure it's at the Cecil Hotel 
disgusting yeah it's actually really that's one of my favorite episodes sorry i didn't mean to kick you actually i did wow rude so the elevator game gained a lot of popularity after lamb's death keep wanting to call her liam after lamb's death and you can actually youtube a bunch of people playing this game and trying this game if that's something that you're interested in were you someone who did those creepy things no i am too terrified of that yeah yeah i didn't yeah i didn't ever play like bloody mary or anything like that oh God, it gives me the creeps. No, yeah. I would be like the one person it worked on with my luck. And no, yeah. thank you. <laughs> so the elevator game originated in Korea and consists of a series of rules that you have to follow and like exactly in the cur- like the order that I'm about to say. And you gain entrance into what's called the other world. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk that a little bit. I'll talk about that a little bit more later. So the first requirement is to play the elevator game that you have to play it alone. And you must be in a building with at least 10 floors. And an elevator that can reach all 10 floors. It doesn't matter what time of day you start the game. As long as you are the only person on the elevator. And you must start over and get... You have to start over if anyone else gets on the elevator at any point. And there's one exception. And that's listed in the rules that I'm about to read you. Okay. Oh, cool. So we're just going to tell everybody how to play this creepy ass game. Okay. If people wanted to play this game, they would be able to find out how to play this game Uh, without listening to our podcast. Go ahead. I hate everything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this isn't creepy. It's just like. I'm just a big baby and I'm just scared. (laughs) Okay. I don't have an elevator in this house. Everything is fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. I'm calm. Everybody's cool. I'm cool. Are you cool? I'm not. (laughs) Please continue anyway. Okay, so you start off by boarding the elevator on the first floor, and you press the button to go onto the fourth floor. When the elevator gets to the fourth floor, you don't get off. You stay in the elevator and press the button for the second floor. When the elevator reaches the second floor again, do not get off. Then you press the button to go to the sixth floor. At the sixth floor, you stay in the elevator, press the button, go back down to the second floor. When you reach the second floor, there's a lot of steps. When you reach the second floor, you stay on the elevator, press the button to the, for the 10th floor. And at this point, some people claim to have heard a voice calling out to them. Mm-hmm. And it is important that you do not answer that voice or acknowledge it in any way. Okay. And I'd like to remind people, you stay on the elevator no, don't. this entire get time. Get off the elevator. No, no, you don't get off the elevator. End the game right now. No, no, you don't get off the elevator. Bad things happen if you get off the elevator. What? Yeah. Worse than going to another world? Well, they're wanting to go to the other world, Elizabeth. Oh, my God. Okay, fine. We have so much here. (laughs) We have, like, really great things here. Like, we have, obviously, we've covered Starbucks and TikTok. That's great. (laughs) We have running toilets. Yeah, why do you want to go somewhere else? Stay. I'm just kidding. This place is awful, but still. Yeah. Can't imagine the other world is much better. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. Okay. 10th floor. Something creepy is going to say your name or talk to you and ignore it and stay on the elevator. Well, that's on the second floor. Oh, oh no. Then you go to the 10th floor. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I know this stupid game. So you're on the second floor. You're going to the 10th floor while the door is closing is when someone's voice is calling for yeah. you. When the elevator gets to the 10th floor, you stay on and press the button for the fifth floor. On the fifth floor, a woman may board the elevator. And some people say she's a stranger. Other people say they look like someone from their past. Either way, stranger or someone you know, do not acknowledge her in any way. Don't look at her. She's not a human. Some claim that, claim that if you acknowledge her, she'll take you straight to the other world well, with no chance go. with no chance of escape, though. Oh. After she so gets on... more of like a tour guide situation. Oh, no, no, no. She's not your friend. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> um... So then you press the button to go to the first floor. If the elevator descends to the first floor, the ritual has failed. 
and you need to leave immediately. Do not look back or speak. Just exit the building and don't look back, basically. However, if the elevator goes up, the ritual has succeeded and you will go to the 10th floor. This is your last chance to back out of the game. If you don't decide or if you decide you don't want to continue, press the button for any floor besides the first or 10th floor to cancel the game. So, okay. But you can't cancel it until that point. So you press the first floor button. Mm-hmm. And instead of going from the fifth floor to the first floor, like the button you press, it's supposed to go to the 10th floor instead. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So when you reach the 10th floor, you can choose to leave the elevator or stay. If you choose to leave, the woman who entered on the fifth floor may ask where you're going. If so, do not look at her or answer her. Just leave the elevator. Rude. At this point, you will find yourself in another world, sometimes called the other world, where electronics don't work and everything is dark. Like I said, why would you want to go there? <laughs> Save for a bright red cross that may be reflected, except for a bright red cross that may be reflected in the windows. Do not lose sight of the elevator you arrived in. It's the only way that you can get back. So if you wander around, oh you're a goner. Who wants to go there? A lot of people, apparently. Why? Who knows? Would you want to go there? No, I would not. They literally have nothing. <laughs> well, so um, there's like, I'm pretty sure it's this. Like there's talks of like communities being built, like of survivors and stuff. I didn't really, I did not go into detail of, about all of that. Okay. True question. Yeah. Do you believe in that? I, I don't know that I believe in like the communities and stuff being built over there, but I do think that if this ritual were to happen and like actually work type of thing like if you could do it successfully like you're gonna be taken to some scary place right but do you think that you can actually do it successfully i don't know maybe so i think if you were to be able to do it successfully you would have to do it in somewhere like the cecil hotel that already has like a lot of bad juju and stuff yeah i i don't know i don't really i don't want to give a lot of thought to that because it's terrifying (laughs) i was gonna say yeah and you kind of lost me when you press the first floor and it goes to the 10th floor. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter. We're getting hung up on the very wrong thing. Yeah. Which is this creepy game. I don't... Yeah. I would never play this game solely because, like, I don't know if it would work or not. And I don't want to find out that it works while I'm playing it. Oh, completely. I agree. So... And if, like, electronics don't work over there, then no YouTuber in the world is going to be able to, like, record their experience or anything. Yeah. I just think it's ironic that electronics don't work in the other world. <laughs> so there's no proof you actually went there. Well, so when I think other world, I'm thinking of like ghosts and demons and like malicious things that are out to like hurt me type of thing. Because that's what it sounds like it is. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. I don't know why people, I don't know. I don't understand the fascination behind wanting, like, I, I think it's cool to read and learn about or whatever, just because it is this weird thing that is happening, but I would never be fascinated enough to actually act out these things. Yeah, I would have to say, I'm not even really that fascinated about it. (laughs) I have been forced into this situation. I always forget that you weren't the friend out of our friend group that watched ghost stories with me all the time. Not at all. Yeah. That was not it ever. <laughs> okay. So if you didn't leave the elevator, you can press to go to the first floor. I think I already said that. No, it, we're here. We're in the other world. It's fine. You okay. don't leave the elevator. If you have left the elevator, you must use the elevator you arrived in and repeat the ritual. Fourth floor, second floor, sixth floor, second floor, tenth floor, fifth floor, first floor. 
That's too much. Yeah. I would never be able to remember any of that. Are you allowed to bring notes? I would just write it on your arm, honestly. The elevator will begin to go to the 10th floor. You must press the button for any other floor to stop it before you pass the 9th floor. Then you go down to the first floor. But remember, you're not supposed to press the first floor or the 10th floor to actually leave. Yeah. So... When you reach the first floor, do not exit until you check your surroundings carefully. Even if the smallest details seem off, you have to stay in the elevator to repeat the ritual again until you're confident that you have returned to your own world. And once you are sure, you can exit the elevator, return home without talking or looking back. Because you can be tricked into staying in the other world. How annoying was it for people who lived in buildings with more than 10 floors in 2013 do you bet yeah well especially like since it originated in korea like how many i will also say koreans have some really scary freaking movies I out agree. yeah they do that is like their forte and they are good at it oh yeah they are good for them <laughs> nah, not me could never be me doing any of this creepy stuff yeah no i'll watch it in a movie all day long i would never so others also noted that Dark Waters trailer shows multiple scenes where the elevator buttons in the apartment complex appear to malfunction, similar to the viral footage of Lamb acting strangely in the hotel elevator that initially made her go viral, basically. Yeah. In 2013. So that's a similarity between the movie and the case. Actually, you know what? It like that game, the in the movie it takes her to the tenth floor when she's not trying to go to the tenth floor. Oh, does it? Yeah. Remember when there's that random stranger guy in the hallway and it's scary because it just goes past him and his face just shows up in the glass. And at first I looked up and I saw that and I was like, oh, cool. That was great. Uh, But then it turns out it was a real person. It wasn't like a scary image or like a scary flash because you can never tell if she's seeing things or if it's really real. And yeah, the it, the elevator just takes her straight up to the tenth floor. Creepy, so maybe, creepy. and this came out. The movie came out before. Yeah. This disappearance. To be fair, the movie plot has a lot to do with the tenth floor, but <laughs> yeah, it did just like randomly take her to the tenth floor. Creepy, creepy, creepy. So another one of the theories that surround Lamb's death is that it came during the same time when L.A. had a tuberculosis outbreak. Oh, yikes. Yeah, specifically within the homeless community that lived around the Cecil Hotel following her death. So there was a test that was created during the TB outbreak, and it's called lipoarbinom... I've never actually said out this word it out loud. Lipoarabinomenum. What? Lipo... Lipoarabinomenum. Lipoarabinomenum. Okay, okay. So there's this test that's developed that's called a <laughs> if you say it fast no one will even recognize that was you. close that <laughs> it was, was close. really close it's enzyme linked immunoabsorbent assay I, I have literally out of all the eliza tests that i've ever to have to do i've never had to say lipo r yeah probably stop saying it it's fine we all get it and if you don't it's fine um but it's called it's a lamb eliza assay and if you flip it, it's Eliza Lamb, which is yeah. the person I'm talking about who disappeared. And the conspiracy theory is that it's speculated that Lamb was used as some sort of biological weapon, especially considering that she was a student at the University of British Columbia, which had a highly reputable TB research center. Well, the theory has 
been since debugged with the autopsy reporting that she did not exhibit any signs of TB. But the idea is that she was used as a biological weapon. No, I, I love conspiracy theories. Because I feel like so many conspiracy theories are people thinking that people that the people that they're accusing of doing having wrongdoings are like sitting. Have you ever seen that Simpson thing where the guy's like drumming his fingers all like ding, like oh, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember his name. Uh, the I feel maniacal like, evil. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like conspiracy theorists are often so convinced that these people that they think did all these wrongdoings are just sitting back like that like we're making it so obvious no one will ever realize it <laughs> it's like do you come on well you i think the, they're really just hiding everything like that in plain sight and like laughing like oh they're so dumb yeah while i was still working one of the labs that i was working with uh, collaborated with was getting death threats at the beginning of COVID. So they collaborated with the lab at in New Wuhan where the COVID outbreak first happened and they were getting death threats and like conspiracy theories were created against them for creating the COVID virus. And that as, was- As happened, that's exactly yeah. what happened, yeah, yeah. And that was like local here. Well, now you're gonna get canceled because you worked with them. <laughs> so congratulations for ruining our podcast. Yeah, sorry everyone. You just believe in science. Do you? Because you spend a very long time talking about flat earth for someone who allegedly <laughs> doesn't believe in it. Other than the shape of the earth. God. Anyway, moving on. Oh my gosh. Also, did you know that Duke had um, a paranormal lab there for a very long time? I did not know that. Yeah. I think it just, not recently, recently, but when I had graduated from college, it had like recently closed, I think. So oh. it was like very relevant still. Interesting. They had a fancy name for it, but it was basically like a ghost lab, which oh. I very desperately wanted to be a part of. But Not me. And you have enough problems. Stay away <laughs> from ghost labs. Yeah. Well, I think it's good that I sticked with like the genetic side of things. Did not need to bring any more bad juju no. into my world. That that was a fun conspiracy. Like I really like the elevator game conspiracy, but like the biological weapon conspiracy theory is really fun to me. Okay. <laughs> Cuz I'm a weirdo, I know. I think I would if we're talking entertainment purposes, I'm fine with the TV one over the elevator one every day. <laughs> <laughs> so on February 19th in 2013, this was okay, so this is 20 days after Lamb was last seen. A hotel staffer was sent up to the roof to, of the hotel to check on the water tanks after guests were complaining about low pressures, murky waters coming out of taps. It was then, yeah, it was then when Lamb's body was discovered. She was floating naked in one of the four large tanks that provided the hotel's water supply. So gross. They, oh, yeah. Showering in dead body water. Yeah. And what about, oh, 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 God, I'm grossing myself out. There are people out there that drink tap water. What if someone? I feel like if you're getting like dark water though, you know better than to drink tap water. Maybe. You never know. People, I don't know. I don't drink tap water anyways. I don't drink tap water. I think it's disgusting. Yeah, same. But I was just thinking, what if someone... Okay, no, I'm not living in this thought. I'm sorry, please continue. I don't want to do this anymore. Well, I wonder if like, you know, like they probably just boiled the water off and then just continued like drinking and cooking no, with it because... I, yeah, I mean, uh, well, they, uh, I don't. It doesn't matter, dude. They even just even if they didn't, they showered in dead body water, and they were cleaner before they showered. Oh, good. Okay. okay. Well, not even just dead body water, but like when you die, you release your bowels and everything, so That's it's like I'm poopy saying. dead it's water. Like, Discuss. 
it's I'm weird that I've already you. no you're not you're going the opposite <laughs> direction helping me would have lis- been listening when I said let's move on from this I don't want to live in this spot anymore <laughs> and instead you're just really moving us in there it's because I love you okay we have clean water I love you too and that's fine anyway gross okay and this is one of the basic plot points of the movie as well. So this is another similarity with the LAPD being led to the Susu Hotel roof after guests complained about the black tinted or dark water coming from their taps. So another parallel to the movie. Yeah. Which is a big important thing because that's how we found her body. So just just so everyone knows, um, these tanks, the four tanks that are on top of the roof, they're eight feet tall and four foot diameter tanks and the locks were on the top and when so these are like massive things and you would have to like climb up to the top to get into them so authorities did search the roof earlier during investigation into her disappearance but did not open the cistern on the roof and the police and coroner they have not stated how lamb had ever gotten into the tanks to begin with and they're also very careful to say that the death could be accidental despite at this point there was widespread public suspicions of foul play Mm-hmm. So they were kind of like tiptoeing. But there were only four ways to even get on the roof to begin with. There are three fire escapes on the sides of the buildings. And the fourth is through a locked rooftop door with an alarm that sets off its op- when it's opened. In order to get into the tanks, you would have to climb a 10-foot ladder yeah. to get into it. So she would have to have been really trying to get into those tanks if she had gotten in there by herself. Yeah, but also someone would have to carry her whole body up those up a 10 foot oh, ladder that's true or if she was held at gunpoint she would have to climb herself yeah but or something along those lines no i mean i'm i'm we're again, theorizing yeah i was just saying like i also i i know that there's this big i i don't never mind you're gonna talk about it we'll talk about it later <laughs> i don't want to jump all over your all your theories and stuff right now no you're fine so to this day no one knows exactly how lamb got onto the roof which you would think like with an alarmed door you would have also cameras up there mm, i doubt they have cameras like that oh really i mean just at the cecil hotel it's notoriously like really shady i'm surprised they even had one that works in the elevator that's fair but no what i was going to say is i've heard also other theories where people were talking about how there were rumors that employees used to prop the door open for smoking yeah yeah. That is another thing. I didn't I don't have that in my notes, but yeah, they did do that. I remember that being talked about on a podcast episode. I mean, even still, there's three different fire escapes that can get you onto the roof without even going through that door. Yeah. That's it's not some... like it's hard to climb a fire escape if that's what you want to do. She has to climb a 10-foot ladder to get in anyway. Yeah, that's just a lot of climbing to just get into a water source, though. I agree. I don't... Anyway, we'll talk about it. Stop doing that. Stop <laughs> leading me on to want to I... tell you things that I think. It's just something that I personally wouldn't want to do. I feel like there would be easier ways. So, online sleuths, obviously, this went viral because of the elevator game stuff. So, people were trying to solve the crimes themselves. A lot of people online were accusing a death metal musician named Morbid. His real name is Pablo Vergara. Um, He was being accused of murdering Liam. He apparently wasn't even in the United States at the time of the murder, and he was working on an album. So, why did they think he was in Mexico? So, Pablo was known for performing in front of photos of like ted bundy and the black dahlia and stuff sorry known for what performing in front of them Mm -hmm. so like things flashing on the green screen behind him type of thing gotcha 
His songs are also about drowning, and he has a music video that showed him chasing and murdering a young woman. Conspiracy theorists took this as a clue linking him to Lamb's murder. I feel like everybody always blames metal <laughs> metal band people, rock stars, whatever, for yeah. everything bad that ever happens. No, it's Did yeah. you ever see that TikTok that talked about how metal music is actually like probably better for you than most other kinds of music no but that's what i listen to why yeah, is it better matt sent it to me he was saying that it, there's like this uh there was this maybe she was a psychologist i'm not sure exactly but she was just saying how people who listen to or that it's probably more ugh, now i feel like i'm gonna say everything wrong basically it's better for you than people seem to think because it helps you like kind of process emotions like anger in a healthy way oh so even though the material that they're talking about is kind of gruesome and not great there's no studies that actually show that the like the lyrics of metal songs are bad for you but there are studies that show sorry there are studies that show that it is a way to process like negative emotions in a more healthy way yeah when i'm i mean when i'm listening to metal i'm not listening to metal for the lyrics anyways i'm listening to like amp myself up or like just yeah. mellow out type of thing so that makes sense yeah. and it was like the most relaxing thing ever not relaxing but it's the most like endorphin inducing thing to go to a metal concert even if you don't like metal i want to go to a concert so bad i've never been but SZA is having a concert and i really really want to go but i can't convince myself to spend all that money on is a that ticket. like the push it real good person no that's salt and no, pepper that's <laughs> No, she's the one that sings the Kill Bill song. No idea. That I just killed my ex. Not the best idea. It was all over TikTok. Not on my TikTok. What? To be fair, I had the Cecil Hotel on my TikTok for an entire day. That's fair. I don't know why I talk to everybody like they have the same stuff on their TikTok. (laughs) Uh, No, SZA is like a beautiful singer. Uh, Is she a singer or a rapper? No, I mean, she's a singer. Like R&B singer, I would say, maybe. I don't feel like she raps. She's just more like, yeah, kind of Beyonce-like. Oh. In Have my opinion. I'm sorry if cons- everybody's mad at me for saying everything wrong. I am not a music person. I'm saying the one person I have found that I really like is her. And I listen to all her music all the time. <laughs> if I'm going to listen to music, that's who I'm listening to. And now I think, I like this person for two months straight now. So maybe I should go to the concert. <laughs> Have you seen um, the conspiracy theories against Beyonce yes. being a Satan worshiper and yes, stuff? Yes, yes, yes. Everyone's a Satan worshiper. Not not just the metal people, apparently. Yeah. Anyway, and they're in the Illuminati and all that stuff. They eat kids, whatever. Moving. Yeah. They're friends with lizard Ugh. people. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, I was just like giving everybody an update that I found music I do like. And now I just have to talk myself into buying a $150 concert ticket. <laughs> You should. I will never go to a Taylor Swift concert, though, because of the amount of money it costs. You should never go to a Taylor Swift concert anyway. Well, I but. can guarantee you. Actually, that's a lie, because I go f- to concerts for the crowd. So if you asked me to go to SZA with you, I would 100% go. <laughs> solely to be in a crowd of people, because that's what I live for. <laughs> I think I'm just going to keep working extra hard at getting us canceled by all the Taylor Swift people. Eh. I'm just kidding. I am a defender. She's represented. Don't worry. All right, moving on before you get us canceled more. <laughs> so, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay, so just him having a music video of him chasing and murdering. So the case was officially closed on June of 2013, 
and Lamb's official cause of death was listed as accidental as accidental due to drowning, with bipolar disorder listed as a significant factor. And according to the coroner featured in the docuseries that I never mentioned at the top of the podcast, <laughs> there's a um, docuseries on Netflix about the disappearance of Lamb, Eliza Lamb. It's called Crime Seeing the Vanishing at Ciso Hotel. So go watch that. Um, Bossy. Yeah. What? It's my mood for the day. <laughs> so according to the coroner that's featured in that docuseries, her autopsy revealed that she had not been taking full a full dose of her medication around the time of her death. But like with bipolar disorder, you don't hallucinate or anything, right? I don't know. I was just thinking when you were talking about that, that I wasn't really going to say anything about bipolar because I don't know enough about it. I know that like bipolar, people who suffer from bipolar disorder do tend to have like really manic states, but. Uh... Right. Well, so in females, manic states are presented normally as in like a hyperfixation type of thing. So like manic for females, from my understanding, is like hyperfixating on like cleaning the house or hyperfixating on X project and becoming manic about like a specific thing, not necessarily manic as in mania, mm. which is what it's like normally made out to be. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so you can have with bipolar disorder, there's obviously mood swings, which is what it's most known for. Right. So, in, in, um, sorry, there, and by mood swings, it's not like quick switches of mm-hmm. mood swings. You, come into a mood and you stay in that mood for x amount of time or whatever and then you switch out oh no i was just saying that that's like one of the things that people most know i was just explaining it to the podcast yeah because there's like that common misconception that like you snap at like the drop of a hat type of thing no for sure um but cognitive wise it's associated with unwanted thoughts delusion lack of concentration racing thoughts slowness in activity or a false belief of superiority mm. so then there's also so the depression officer out there has bipolar disorder <laughs> that's okay cool so you're gonna cut my taylor <laughs> swift comment but talk about the police okay so that was the cognitive stuff but then also there's like the psychological which is depression agitated mm-hmm. or just like even agitated as extreme as agitated depression and then you also have some paranoia involved with it so okay i didn't realize you have paranoia as well yeah so i don't know if that paranoia necessarily equates to like hallucinating or seeing things but definitely yeah well i knew bipolar and depression typically go hand in hand with each other just because of the highs and the lows and stuff yeah also another thing is the difficulty sleeping or like not really sleeping insomnia Mm-hmm. so then what if i wonder if i again i don't know oh. enough about it but what if she's not sleeping and then she started hallucinating from the lack of sleep yeah okay and if she wasn't on her medication properly okay mm-hmm. yeah but again i this is theorizing not we don't know right there's there's like zero evidence in this case, outside of the body being found. For sure. And also, just to say, even though I'm saying things about bipolar disorder, I am not an expert and I don't know enough about it. That's yeah. just, I'm just saying what I can say for it. I can't speak, I don't have bipolar. Right. So I can't speak for it necessarily. I'm only saying what was explained to me when I was being evaluated for yeah. bipolar <laughs> disorder, because that's how it was explained to me. But um, bipolar also does represent 
present itself very similarly to ADHD as well. So like, yeah, sometimes, especially like females are always hard to diagnose for things. That's because we're all so much better than everybody else. It's just really hard to tell if we're not. We're really good at mimicking. No, I'm just kidding. That's exactly it. Just like masking and masking. Thank you. Yeah. Convincing ourselves that we're the crazy ones. Not everybody like not. Yeah. Yeah. Poor women. Yeah. But I'm happily medicated for my depression and anxiety. So. There you go. That's got. I was going to say, can you guess who in the room is unmedicated? <laughs> it's not me. Oh, I'm saying it's totally me. If I go like a couple days without like taking, because I'm awful and forget taking my mm-hmm. medicine, like it's very obvious that I have not taken my medicine because I, my response to every single thing in life is to murder things. Oh no. And not really murder, but no, like. No, I mean, I know. I just... like. I snap just constantly back to back for no reason. And I don't even realize I'm snapping. And then Rupert, who I love very dearly, will politely, very politely, very sensitively find a way to remind me to take my medication. (laughs) He'll wake up in the morning to take his medication. He'll be like, here's yours. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And he's like, yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) And like when I first got on it, he I it was the postpartum stuff he was very very sweet I was crying for some reason and he sat down with me on the couch and he like hugged me and was like soothing me and then he was like I think that we should maybe find someone that we can talk to about our feelings (laughs) and like was like making it like a couple yeah. things so he wasn't like targeting me and he like it was the most sensitively he's ever say, handled I any situation imagine Rupert, like, <laughs> yeah. it was so sweet i am just i just lose my mind all the time and i do not take any medication for anything even though i should i just i'm not even going to go into why i don't it's not that important for anybody else to know but what i'll say is mad's the most patient person i've ever met <laughs> on a regular basis with me which I appreciate that's it that's all the nice things I'm saying about him and we're done bye Matt bye get out of here I'm just kidding keep listening thanks for being so supportive (laughs) that was the last nice thing I'm saying to you you are very supportive and I appreciate it Rupert doesn't even listen to the podcast he follows us on Spotify how sweet (laughs) not listen to the podcast I'm so tired of you guys (laughs) I literally have to sit outside the room while you guys do this no thanks He's like, you guys do nothing but talk. This is, I don't need to hear more of your talking. To be fair, in Rupert's defense, he has been listening to us talk our whole friendship. That's fair. Matt came along later. <laughs> Matt's only got like a few years under his belt. Rupert has like a decade or more. Yeah, Matt, you'll get tired of us eventually, but just please let us, just play us in the background right. when you get to that point. That's what I tell him all the time. I'm like, you don't have to even listen if you want to just mute it. He's yeah. like, no, no, whatever. I We're hard this. to ignore, though, when we are talking. So if he's playing us in the background, I'm sure he's going like, to actually I think I would just tell him he can mute it all the time. I say, oh, oh just mute it. Don't even, like, just give us the listen. You know, like, just show it up as someone <laughs> listened to the episode. Yeah. But no, of course he's going to be sweet. And I hate talking about him on the podcast for this reason. Because I always sound like a dick and he always sounds so sweet and people are... I just know they're walking away from this being like, what does he even see in her? <laughs> and I'll tell you, I have big boobs and other benefits. So there's that. That's what he gets out of it. And you're cute. Oh my God. And I thought I wasn't going to get any compliments today. Oh, uh, you tricked me. That's yeah, not I know, fair. That was totally you tricked trick. me. <laughs> Anyways, I went to the bathroom and completely forgot about that. <laughs>
Hell yeah. Pregnancy <laughs> brain for the win. Oh my gosh. It is the end of me. The, uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Okay. My pregnancy brain does that suck. pretty depressing. <laughs> my pregnancy brain does suck pretty bad right it's now. It's okay. It's working in my favor. Yeah. Maybe I'll compliment you again. Maybe I won't. We'll I see. can't wait. <laughs> I can hear them all day. Okay. Um, so, okay. So there have been multiple authorities on record who have said that not all the details to this case have been released. Mm-hmm. And so all the internet sleuths have like no idea what they're talking about, which kind of makes it a little more interesting with the TB theory. Like what if oh they were God. just trying to get rid of her proof or it was part of their plan to put TB in the water supply. Do you think that? Or you just like the idea? I just, I really like conspiracy theories. I don't truly like, I don't think I believe, I don't put enough thought into anything really to truly (laughs) believe any like conspiracy theories. I just feel like Like, you're like the perfect candidate for QAnon. They just say something that you're like, oh yeah, that actually, I like that. I do like pizza. So, (laughs) well, so that is like, that is always my initial response where I'm like, well, yeah. That kind of does make sense. Wow. It almost never but then I'm like, makes sense. I don't think about it afterwards. I'm like, oh, that's a cool theory. Well, maybe that is kind of plausible. And then I just move on with my life. Now that you're actually saying it out loud, Hillary Clinton does look like an alien. She does look like a lizard. She you might be shut a up. lizard I was person. joking. Move you know, on. She... <laughs> oh my God. I love the lizard people theory too yeah i just like i like the weird stuff i don't think any of it like i don't know whether or not i think it's true i think i don't think it's true (laughs) but i'm sure if i gave it any more thought i would still think it wasn't true i think that i don't think that's (laughs) true but yeah i don't this is like when we talk about politics i'm like yeah i have i have opinions i know nothing about what I'm about to have opinions about, but You're I can guarantee you. You're the best kind of person you. to put a microphone in front of. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about that, but I'll tell you what I think about it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so glad to be here with you. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. But yeah. But it, and no, actually, that's a lie. I was going to say, but then I go and look it up later, which is no. not true. No. <laughs> in my head, I'm going to go look it up later. It's fine. Is Hillary Clinton a lizard person? Okay. I'm not Let's having this conversation with you. <laughs> she is not. Her skin does look really good, though. Are we looking at the same Hillary Clinton? Or are you talking about when she was younger? Well, I mean, all the photos that I probably see are photoshopped and stuff, so. Fair enough. Yeah. If she's just old. I don't know why I said it like that. That was kind of bitchy. <laughs> I am scared of aging, obviously, and that is projecting <laughs> onto the podcast. Yeah, anyway. I don't even have an opinion about aging. I just use my serums and move on. <laughs> So you I don't have zero give... opinions about anything, and uh, I, you know what? I have interests, but all of my interests are, like, surface-level interests. Like, if you came to me with a topic, I would be able to form a very strong opinion about whatever you were talking to me about, but you can guarantee that I've not done any research into that topic prior to you just bringing it up to me. One thing I will say that I've learned since doing this podcast with you, while we're just really deep in this tangent... <laughs> Is that I never realized how opposite people we were. Like, I knew we weren't the same. Like, I knew that we had, like, very surface level similarities with each other. Very surface level things in common. Enough that we could hang out with each other. Yeah. This has really brought to light that we are not the same at all. (laughs) Not even a little 
little bit, which is fun. It's yeah. really fun for the podcast that we're not the same, but I know this is a weird thing to be saying after like 14 or 15 years of knowing <laughs> each other. <laughs> but yeah, it's weird. It's weird to figure out that you like no. deep dive into everything. I hyperfixate so hard on I something. I only deep dive for podcast purposes. <laughs> if it's not for the podcast, I'm not deep diving into anything. To be fair, only the weirdest things stick with me, like the JFK <laughs> and the dolphin. And- <laughs> that poor dolphin. All right. Uh, if you have not done it. Look it up. She's going to keep bringing it up until someone makes a comment about it on social media about how they've listened or looked it up. Just give her what she wants and tell her you've looked up the story. I'll just put it in her show notes. <laughs> all right, you want to talk about your movie? Yeah, again? actually. I can talk about this dolphin all day. So, once upon a time, there's a dolphin. All right, so okay. September 2013. <laughs> Uh, September of 2013, Lamb's parents sue the Cecil Hotel. So David and yeah, uh, fuck me. Mm, well, since you asked so nicely, <laughs> uh, I'm glad it wasn't a, a like an inherent no. That's good to know. Yeah, like some people <laughs> were like, "Yes, I will kill you." Maybe. What? Oh my god! In the freaking true story episode i said something about would you that or no in my all good things episode i said we're best friends would you kill me and you said i don't know i don't feel like it today (laughs) at least i'm respecting you with a good positive feedback answer i don't even remember it doesn't matter we have to stop serious business time yeah we're almost done so it's fine okay (laughs) (laughs) okay so actually i don't even know if that's true or not i was gonna say i hope it's not because we're only an hour and a half in and we've talked about at least 30 minutes worth of things that are gonna be cut i've got two pages left okay that's fair okay so david and yana lamb sued the hotel for (laughs) i was like looking at my notes and just stopped reading like they were just there in front of me okay so you do want me to tell the dolphin story no anyways okay so david and yana lamb thank you for scaring my brain into action (laughs) sued the hotel alleging negligence that led to the wrongful death of their daughter the suit said that the hotel operators had an obligation to make the property safe for guests and inspect and seek out hazards in the hotel that presented an unreasonable risk or danger to Lamb and other hotel guests. So basically, they just wanted like a QA for their hotel. Like they wanted someone to go in and see what they could break and then or like get into and then stop yeah, I mean, people. Well, like just even still without that as a as a public space, they should be making sure it's safe yeah. for their guests. So they have a point, I think. Well, but arguably like. The door has an alarm on it. Fire escapes have an intended purpose. Like, you can't get rid of fire escapes. No, How I'm, much more you can, can you do for the door? probably do more to secure... Like, the tanks themselves? Yeah. Okay, that's... Yeah, that's fair. But, like, for the most part... People were like, oh, Sabrina would never want to climb this 10-foot ladder, so we're good. 100% probably never no one exerting is the energy. Yeah. If Sabrina doesn't... I almost called you Sabrina Clark. <laughs> Which is not even your name. I kept oh. my I kept Clark on everything though because um, it makes everything easier when I lose identifications with. <laughs> I can have the old identifications with like all of my names. Oh my god! Anyway, moving it's on. Saved me a lot of hotel. Flights. Cecil said 
Sabrina would never do this, so therefore no one would. Yeah. And that was not enough for Lamb's parents. That's the standard that I live by, though, just in case anybody was wondering. I would do it so no one would. <laughs> so on December 14th of 2015, this is... Two years later, mm-hmm. the lawsuit was dismissed. Oh, how yeah. rude. L.A. Superior Court Judge Howard Helm dismissed Liam's lawsuit against the hotel, saying that their daughter's death was unforeseeable because it took place in an era of the hotel that guests were not allowed. Okay, never mind. I can see that. Yeah. I think they should still do more to secure it because obviously people are going to break rules and that's just this precaution. But he has You a would have been hopping the fence on your dates to get onto that room. Oh, I to fucking wouldn't. I wouldn't stars. even be there. No, what? Don't make me out to be a romantic. That was just to sound cool. <laughs> I barely would have gotten in any trouble for that. You'd get in trouble for going on rooftops. Someone would see me on that pier maybe one day and say, mm mm no ma'am, get back here. It was barely a fence. Just to be very clear about that. I'll take your word for it. I'll take you there. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Do you want to go on a date with me? Yeah. I'll let you tell me all about the sharks while we sit on the pier. All right. You had your chance and you blew it, but I will give you another one since you Mm. asked me nicely. What about if we change the topic? What if you you told me about like dinosaurs? No, now I'm playing hard to get. It's sharks or nothing. I thought dinosaurs was the other topic. I'll let you tell me all about Jurassic Park. That's a lie and you know it. I will feign interest. Okay, guys. Next episode, Jurassic Park. Sabrina is so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I will find a way to make it about a real movie or a real story okay anyways dinosaurs are real dinosaurs are real so jurassic park coming to a podcast episode near you don't make me do pitch perfect because okay, i will god damn it fine <laughs> i'm sorry everybody i know you guys wanted jurassic park okay oh i do mention the documentary so on february 9th of 2021 <laughs> we're doing great um is when netflix releases the vanishing at the Cecil hotel which is a docuseries about eliza lamb and that concludes the eliza lamb portion of this podcast because now i'm going to take advantage of being able to talk about the Cecil hotel and talk about the Cecil Hotel. Go for it. Okay. So, now I'm self-conscious about my hands. I got really excited. <laughs> what? Just happened? <laughs> what just happened? I was going to do this. Do it. And do it. I, I was, was like, you were looking at me. Do it. Do it. No, Stim fine. your heart out, girl. I, I was just joking because I really thought you would have seen shit's crazy. <laughs> Uh, it's it fine. did not land. It was just a joke. It's nothing to be self-conscious about. <laughs> it's fine. Be I'm still going to do it. Yeah, okay. I do weird things. Yeah. No. No, not at all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Never. You're perfect. Yeah. Thank you. You're Compliment welcome. number two in the books. Does it count if it was sarcasm? I heard all true things. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. So, obviously... A lot of people know about the Cecil Hotel. It has, like, a really troubling past, Yeah, I guess, is a one way to say it. And there have been a lot of murders or deaths or suicides, whatever you want to call them, happening I at the Cecil Hotel. I would say all of the above things have yeah. happened there. Yeah. They all have, depending on the case. Well, I'm about to tell you about all of them. All of them? There's only 16. Oh, okay. Yeah. Allegedly, there's more. I couldn't find anything about... Well, let's do 16. Yeah. I feel like 16 is like the... Is the what? Is the, <laughs> is the way to go. Okay. Okay. So, on 1927, Percy Orman Cook uh, was the first registered death at the hotel. He was a 15-year-old, 52-year-old. 
That's a difference. Yeah, not 15. He was 52 years old, and in January of that year, he took his own life after falling, having a falling out with his wife and child. Aww. Which I don't know how you have a falling out with your child. Maybe a teenager. I don't know. Um, so in 1931, W.K. Norton passed away. His real name, uh, well, he checked in under the name James Willies. And then a week later, he was found dead in his room with the identification being of W.K. Norton, who was 46 at the time. Mm. I heard a thing that, like, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I heard this thing that, um, I don't know where, so maybe it's credible, maybe it's not. But I heard that, like, a lot of people go and die in hotels. Yeah, so I, okay, I don't know if I heard this or read this or if I'm making it up. So don't quote me on this. (laughs) This is a really (laughs) educational (laughs) podcast, you guys. Just never quote us on anything you say. <laughs> There's a... I'm pretty sure it's because you're removing yourself from your normal environments. So you're not feeling as responsible for your life when you're going to those hotel rooms and well, stuff. Well, yeah. I was going to say my guess was that people kill themselves more often in hotels. Specifically because the people that love them or know them or care about them are not the ones that are likely to find their bodies. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Well, I was also like, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking, but it also makes sense if you're like, not, you don't want to do it at your house when you have like family photos and stuff or just your family. You don't want your family to be the ones to find you in that state. Yeah. And then they have to live with that for the rest of their lives. And why would we care about, I don't know, the other people that have to find (laughs) you. Right. So well, if you didn't really care about them. That was obviously them. sarcasm, yeah. by the way. Yeah, no. Okay, so in 19, September of 1932, a member of the cleaning staff found 25-year-old Benjamin Dodich after he had taken his own life in his room. So there's a lot of, like, suicide talk. Yeah. I should have mentioned that at the top. July of 1934, Army Medical Corps Sergeant Louis D. Borden ended his life at the Cecil as well. He was struggling with bad health and mental health and he um, committed suicide at the age of 53. In 1937 there was Gracie Margot who fell from the hotel's ninth story window and she initially survived but because her fall was broken by telephone wires mm-hmm. but then she ended up dying at the hospital. In 1938 Roy Thompson who had been a Cecil resident for a number of weeks jumped from the top floor and it was found on a neighboring building oh god yeah i would not i could not i could never yeah not Um, that i would ever want to anyway but like that's not how i could do it yeah no way well then in a few minutes i'm going to talk about someone who had worked at the ciso hotel for a very long time anyways in may of 1939 a 30 year old navy officer erwin c neblet had passed away in his room doesn't say how or why january of 1940 teacher dorothy seeger was staying at the cecil hotel when she died in her room mm. that may have been natural cause i'm not sure in 1994 19 year old Dorothy. oh this one's sad i had a lot of trigger warnings that i did not <laughs> mention okay so in 1994 in 1994 19 year old dorothy jean purcell and her boyfriend 38 year old Ben Levine were staying at the hotel. It has been reported that Ben had no idea his girlfriend was pregnant and she went into labor and didn't want to wake her boyfriend who was sleeping, so she went to the communal bathroom to give birth. She believed the birth was a stillborn and threw it out the window. Oh no. Yeah. It was later determined that she was mentally confused and she found was found not guilty of the murder murder by reason of insanity. 
Or, oh my God. Yeah. That's so horrible. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. In November of 1947, Robert Smith died after jumping from the seventh floor window at age 35. And I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but um, floor seven and up are apparently like the like the bad floors to be on so if you were on the sixth floor and under yeah if you were on sixth floor and under um you didn't really have any experiences or anything like that but seven and up is where like all of like the deaths and stuff are happening yeah then in october of 1954 margaret brown checked into the hotel a week later she died jumping from the seventh floor and she was later identified as actually being 54 year 55 year old helen gurney so mm-hmm. she went under as an, an, an alias. On February 11th of 1962, Julia Frances Moore, age 50, jumped from the window, eighth floor bedroom. In 1962, a woman called Pauline Auden had been fighting with her husband, Dewey. On the ninth floor, she jumped out of the window to teach the guy a lesson. What? I don't know. I think she, she was probably pushed or thrown yeah. out the window. Yeah. She landed on a pedestrian, George um, Gianni, and they were both instantly killed. God, poor George was just trying to walk on the sidewalk. I know. I mean, also poor Pauline, obviously, because who knows how that actually played out. But still. Yeah. I would. uh, George was in the afterlife is probably not a very happy person. I wouldn't be either. Like, ma'am, I was literally just trying to walk down the road. Yeah. Or sir, if you were pushed. But whatever. Yeah. Haunt that husband for sure. I was gonna say you target that husband, and even you if make he didn't push her, he still. I would know. speculate. I'm obviously not a professional on the I was topic say, or we anything. Like to, we really like to jump to murder conclusions <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, she was totally pushed. Teach a guy a lesson, whatever. Anyways, oh no, you have to cook your own meals now. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Well, this was the 60s. No, I know. I know. It's historically accurate. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, so then in 1964, Goldie Osgood lived in the CISO Hotel. Her nickname was Pigeon Goldie because she regularly came out to feed the local pigeons, which Aww. I just think is so stinking cute. Like Home cute. Alone. I don't know. I hate that movie. Why? It's awful. No, it's not. Stop. You like Home Alone? Yeah, I do. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. No. That's unfortunate. Wow. Okay. There's the lady at the park who feeds the pigeon. She's the pigeon lady. She's the bird lady. Isn't she like the scary person? You think... No, they think that she's scary. Actually, maybe that's Home Alone 2. No, it's the first one. It's the first one. I think it's the first one. I would never watch Home Alone 2. Anyway. After seeing the first one. You think she's scary, but she's not. And that's Mm. a theme in Home Alone. People who you don't think are scary are the scary ones. Oh. Okay. Cool. What? I don't... I didn't sell it to you? No. Wow. Not even a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I have not been convinced otherwise that that movie does not suck. I hate the idea of what your Christmas movie might be. Okay. My favorite Christmas movies are the animated ones, like the Rudolph one, where they're like, hey, Mr. Heathlizer. God. That's the... Oh, those are the... Those are my favorite. I have them on DVD. <sighs> I watch right. them every year. Whatever. And I Home Alone s- is not my favorite, but it's my second favorite. Miracle oh, on you, 34th Street. I was about Street to say. <laughs> I was about to say you probably like Miracle on 13th I, Street. 34th. Don't you? 34th. Whatever. It's a cute movie. I've never made it through that movie. Whatever. Anyway, go watch your claymation movies. <laughs> so Pigeon Goldie was very well known in the area because she was Pigeon Lady. 
And one day someone came to her room and attacked her in broad daylight. Yeah, she was sexually assaulted and then murdered. Yeah, she just wanted to feed her birds. Yeah. And in 1975, or December 20th of 1975, that's his birthday. Who is Bird Boy. Oh, sorry, what what day? December 20th. It's not relevant. Ew. Weird. You have like a weird Capricorn thing. Me too, though. <laughs> but not for any of the Capricorns you like. You pick weird Capricorns. Is he a Capricorn? Just December 20th. He's either Capricorn or Sagittarius, but I'm pretty sure Capricorn. Yes. No, Sagittarius. Whew. That was a close one. December 20th, right? Uh, it's either 20th or 21st. Okay, yeah, that way he's Sagittarius. Okay. Oh. Yeah, Rupert's the only Capricorn that's weird to me. But I think it's just because I know him so well. Yeah. He's I'm like, just, I've known him for so long. He's just Rupert. And he's just, yeah. Yeah. But uh, that was scary. That was the first moment that I was like, ew, did, oh no, did someone ruin Capricorns? <laughs> anyway, Sagittarius, I don't like them, so. Well, tracks. Well, that makes sense. I was going to say, so tracks. That makes sense. Okay, anyway. Okay, so on December 20th of 1975, a woman who was thought to be age 23 jumped from the 12th floor. She had registered at the hotel on December 16th under the name Allison Lowell, but her real identity was never actually known. Aw. Yeah. Okay. So, in 1985... This is when the Night Stalker, yeah, Richard Ramirez, actually stayed at the Cecil Hotel during his killing spree. It was described in the Netflix documentary that he would return from killing to people in the middle of the night and he would use the back alley. He would be covered in blood, remove his clothing, and walk in his blood-stained underwear up to his room and re- repeatedly, repeatedly, and no one had a problem with that. No, I mean, I'm sure people didn't, like, really pay any mind or it was just, like... Don't well, pay attention to people. Yeah, like, well, if you, I mean, you see that and you say something, I would be like, I'm gonna be next. I feel like I the have Cecil Hotel stay. is just creepy vibes all the way around. Nobody pays any t- mind to anybody. Yeah, they know better than to. Yeah. That's fair. Anyway. So, Richard, I'm not gonna cover Richard Ramirez a lot because I'm sure one of us is gonna actually yeah. cover him. Um, so, Richard Ramirez was 24 when he was terrorizing the streets of L.A. and San Francisco. And this happened, like, for over a year, but he was eventually hunted down and convicted in 1989. He was charged with 13 murders, 5 attempted murders, 11 sexual assaults, and 14 burglaries. Burglaries. Okay. And... <laughs> It is theorized that Ramirez may have opened some sort of portal during his satanic rituals because he was a Satanist. Mm -hmm. And that is why there is so much death at the Cecil. Or maybe he was drawn to the hotel because of all the previous deaths that had happened. I'm sure it's all dark vibes. All this whole Satan worshipping and Satanist stuff, that was a big thing in the 80s that never happened. Like, they just always... That was like the satanic um, panic panic time. Yeah, Dude... It's so crazy to me. Everything was Satan. Everything was people worshiping Satan. We're kind of going in that direction again. That's why so few of the times are people actually really worshiping Satan. Yeah. And it's definitely not happening the way people think it is. Definitely not on stage at Beyonce concerts. Yeah, or just at all, really. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I also understand, like, that there are Satanists out there. Yeah, but it's not... But it's not what people think it is. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. 
I would, I still would never have anything to do with that though, because that just creeps me out. Mm, I don't know enough about it to say one way or another. I just know that it's not what everybody says it is. Yeah. So that's I just the extent. don't, I just don't need any more scary things in my life. In 1991, serial killer Jack Unterwedger mm-hmm. was a resident at the Cecil Hotel. Ooh. And, yeah. And I'm not going to cover him at all because I am for sure going to cover him. I have dips on him. So you're, oh, you're not going to talk about him on the podcast. Yeah. Well, so right he's now. not right now. Yeah. Because he's not a very known serial killer. Gotcha. But with Richard Ramirez, everybody knows who the yeah, Night yeah, Stalker yeah, is. Sure. So like, I'm okay if we talk about that a little bit more. Cause we're going to, if, even if we cover it again, cause everybody knows. The no, basics. I thought you were about to say, I'm not covering him because he's so creepy. And then I was like, Hmm, bet. I'm about to cover him and force you to watch a movie I find that even remotely resembles him. Yeah. No, I, yeah. He's no, got a really funny. interesting story from, like, the basics that I read about him. And then I looked him up and I was like, you have a movie about you. I'm not going to talk about you. <laughs> okay. And I'd never heard of him, so I'm assuming no one else has either. All right. Well, so far, so horrible for me. I have not been able to find anything that makes you as uncomfortable as you make me on this podcast. Um, Blonde made me pretty uncomfortable emotionally. Mm, yeah, that's fair. I think that all I am capable of doing at this point is boring everyone to tears when I try and get back at you. <laughs> Blonde made me cry, so. That's fair. And then on September 1st of 1992, the body of an African-American man was found in the alley behind the Cecil. Mm-hmm. Police had said that he had either fallen or jumped or been pushed from the 15th floor. Aww. He has never been identified, but he is thought to have been in his 20s at the time of his death. Poor guy. Okay, so from 2007 to 2017, Amy Price, who's featured in that Netflix docuseries, was a manager of the Cecil Hotel for 10 years, and she said her job was just to, like, fix it up and basically rebrand it so that it wasn't a scary place for people to travel to. And she said, quote, I believe in the 10 years I was working there, there were about 80 deaths. Oh, my God. I looked. I tried to find the list of deaths. I could not... I'm sure they don't have them all, like... Public or whatever. I don't know about public, but I don't know that they have it necessarily where it's, like, readily readily available information. Like, I'm sure you'd have to jump through a few... Or do a little bit of extra digging to really... Well, I did not do that. Because, well, so I literally found spreadsheets of all of the, like... This is who died. This is how they died. This was their circumstance. Yeah. I obviously did not go into all the details of their I different I mean, we don't have the time for 80 yeah. people. So if she's right. Well, for the 16 people. So I figured oh. if they someone had done that for the 16 people, they would have also been keeping up and had done yeah, it for maybe. the 80th, 80 additional people. But whatever. And then the Cecil Hotel was then closed in 2017. It is still technically closed, but is being used for low-income housing. Yeah. And that is the end of my episode. Cool. Let's just put all the people who can't afford to live somewhere in the most haunted, creepy, yucky place in the whole... Right. Well, and a lot of homeless people as well already have mental health issues, and then you're going to put them into Uh. this housing situation that clearly is not beneficial to people who have a history of mental health problems. Yeah. So... Uh, well, that doesn't make me feel very good. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. You made me watch a horrible, scary, disgusting movie that I tried to be optimistic about and have fully given up on. And then creeped me out. But at least there's still light outside. 
there is still light outside. So when... Yeah, and I would advise people to, like, not go play the elevator game. Oh, yeah, definitely don't. Please don't. Maybe like, maybe. I know I gave you all the rules, which is my fault, but, like... You'll never be able to listen to our podcast if you go there. And how great are we? Also, I just don't want to be responsible for, like, someone dying. Well, that's Sabrina. Well, I just don't think that's real. <laughs> okay? <laughs> but either way, still just don't don't If play you're around. really, really that intrigued in it, like, you can go watch. There's an episode of Evil. I love that you're just, just bossing people around constantly. Like, do this. Watch this. Do not do that. <laughs> I am the boss of you. Half boss. Anyway, while we're bossing people around... If you are struggling with any kind of suicidal ideations or self-harm, any kind of real crisis, please feel free, if, especially in the United States, to call 988. They're a 24-hour service that helps with suicide and crises. Yes. Do that. And Stay away from the Cecil Hotel. And the elevator game. And the elevator game. Is there anything else you want to tell people that they have to do? I'm go listen to the go find the dolphin story. Do not go find the dolphin yes, story. Yes, definitely do. All find right, us. You can, no, find us. Find us on social oh, media. Oh, okay, fine. I'm I was telling to, them. Okay, okay, okay. You're doing professional things. I yeah. thought you were trying to dissuade no, I'm people. I'm also bossing them to go do this. Okay, find us on social media. Yeah, find us on social media at the Based on Podcast everywhere. Did I do it? Yeah. That's it. That's it. And come back next week when we have a whole new episode about Jurassic Park. I hate everything about this. Okay, fine. It's not Jurassic Park. I'm sorry. Bye. <laughs>Flappy hands because it's like my I, it's like my stem type of thing. <laughs> have you watched Shit's Creek? I have watched some episodes. You yes. watch every episode. I you can't. It's not one I can binge. But if it's like on and I watch it, I'm like, oh, this I, is fucking hysterical. I wish you would watch the whole thing. You would love it so much. <laughs> you would. I'm so surprised you haven't watched every episode. <laughs> uh, okay.